Hello, everyone. Thank you so much for deciding to press play on episode number five of Whipcast. I've got a bunch of exciting news for all of you. One of them being that the 2018 Los Angeles Whip Quip <laughs> Whip Cracking Convention is T minus one month in just a few days. So get your airplane tickets. Uh, make sure you know where you're going to stay because this thing is coming up and you don't want to miss it. Actually, in front of me, I have the official rules here that have just been posted recently on the Facebook page by Adam Winrich for the competitions, which will be held on January 6th, the Saturday, the first day uh, of two of the event. So we'll go over those a little bit later. I've got a couple of brand new videos that I just finished uh, in the past couple of weeks. Actually, one of those videos being one on how to make a cheap, easy target stand for target whipping. And the other one is how to do what I like to call an alternating pattern in two tones, red and black. Of course, you can use any two colors you like. Um, but that's also a pretty easy video, pretty short and sweet. Um, both of those you can find on youtube.com slash nickswhipshop. I also want to say thank you so much to the 350 pushing 400 of you guys who recently subscribed to the YouTube channel. Every single one of your subscriptions means the world to me, and I thank you so much. And I hope you stick around. I, I guarantee if you do, you won't be disappointed because I've got a whole bunch of brand new videos uh, related to whip making. So thank you for subscribing, guys. If you're new to the channel, um, you're also new to this podcast. And if you're listening to this right now, thank you so much. A few ways that you can support what I do on YouTube uh, as well as this podcast. Uh, the first one is to head over to patreon.com slash nickswhipshop, where if you feel like you like this content and it's helping you out, you can donate as little as a dollar a month, and doing so just helps me be able to keep these videos coming uh, at the level that they are. Another way is to subscribe to the YouTube channel. That's very important, and that helps the channel grow. Um, the third way uh, would be to just share it with other people. Uh, maybe you've got a friend that's into making things with his hands. Maybe he, he does leather work and he wants to take his, his plating to a new level, and you share a, a video from my channel on his, on his Facebook page or something like that, and just kind of spread the word about whip making. And uh, that's, that's another great way that you can, you can help this channel uh, continue to spread the word of whip making to everyone else. So with that being said, it's good to be back. I'm Nick Schrader, and you are listening to Whipcast. So I have here the list of competition rules, and I want to read them to you. So first of all, this is a list of the different competitions. One whip freestyle competition, two whip freestyle competition, speed and accuracy competition, bull whip fast draw competition. That was one of my favorites this year, the beginning of this year. Long whip competition, 
So there will be a first, second, and third place prize for all the competitions. Sign up for the competitions will be from 11 a.m. to 12 p.m. noon, the day of the event, and each competitor must sign up in person. Sign up is first come, first serve. So here's the rules. <coughs> Single whip freestyle. Each competitor gets one minute to present their whip cracking skills to the judges. Say your finest routine, grab a whip you feel most comfortable with, go up there and crack away. We are only judging the cracking of the whip here. As the competitor, competitor misses cracks, points will be taken away. Next is double whip freestyle. This is two-handed whip cracking, something that I'm not very good at, but I think I'm just going to compete anyway because it's fun. Why not? This competition is basically the same as the one whip freestyle, except that it requires the competitor to use two whips. Next is speed and accuracy. Ten pasta targets will be placed on five stands with a six-foot toe line. <clears throat> Each competitor will be timed, the clock starting with their first crack. Only one attempt may be made at each target. If the toe line is crossed, the competitor is out. If a target stand is hit, the competitor is also out. If more than one competitor cracks all 10 pasta targets, the fastest time will, be, will determine the winner. Next we have... <coughs> Sorry, I got something in my throat. <clears> throat> Next we have Bullwhip Fast Draw. This is a really fun one. There will be one target stand holding two plastic drinking straws. The competitors will stand on opposite sides of the stand. There will be a six-foot toe line for each competitor as well. Each competitor starts with their whip coiled in their hand. When the judge says to go, the first person to cut the straw with their whip wins. The plan is to form two lines at random, so you can't pick who you will be who you will face, and a competitor will come forward from each line. Each winner will then return to their line. We will keep going until one line is totally out, and then we will split up the remaining line into two lines and continue the competition. Once three people are left, we will have double elimination so that a competitor must lose twice to be out. And then finally we have the long whip competition. This one's really cool. And um, this competition will be last and just for fun. We will lay out a series of whips with each person getting one chance to crack the shortest whip. If you crack it, get back in line. If you don't, step out of the line. Once we have gone through the line, we will move on to the next longest whip. We will probably start with an 8-foot whip, and the longest whip I have is 40 feet. And I don't know if you guys have ever cracked a 40-foot whip, but it is crazy. Crazy challenging. It's fun, though. For everyone who cracked the longest whip on the first try, the tiebreaker will be... Oh, sorry. Let's see. I lost my... The tiebreaker the tie will be who can cut a straw the shortest with the longest whip. So we're now we're doing target work with a long whip. If you hit the target stand during the tiebreaker, you are out. So
So that, my friends, is a list of the official rules for Saturday. And here's some more details uh, of the time, of when, when to be there. Uh, I'm just going to read the very beginning of this. Third Annual Los Angeles Whip Cracking Convention. The competitions will be held in McCambridge Park in Burbank, California. You guys already knew that. From 10 a.m. to around 5 p.m., January 6th, 2018. Workshops will be the next day in McCambridge Park from about 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. I know you guys knew most of that information, but here we have some more detail on time. I know I said, oh, 10 a.m. to whenever, but it looks like 5 p.m. is the official closing time uh, for Saturday. And then for Sunday, 3 p.m. is about when things are going to wrap up. We'll still play it by ear. I'm confident that even after these times that are listed here, we'll be, uh, we'll be hanging out and talking and having a good time. Uh, let's see. Uh, the day of the competitions will be mingling and socializing from 10 to 12, and then the competitions from 1 to 5 p.m. So, yeah, just a little more detail for you guys. But I can't wait, and I hope all of you guys uh, come out. I hope everybody that hears this will be <laughs> no for real though I, I it's something if if you're into whips and whip making even on a small scale um this will really really cause you to go dive into it i think and it's just going to be a fun time all right so we got that out of the way i'm excited i'm probably going to be using airbnb to uh to stay in california and no, Airbnb is not sponsoring this podcast, but I wish they would. Um, Airbnb is cool because it's fairly inexpensive sometimes. It's it's about, I would imagine in Burbank or, or Hollywood or Los Angeles, it's going to be maybe a little bit more expensive than a hotel, but you're getting the benefit of staying either in someone's spare room or someone's apartment that they rent out. And I think it's just... You know, it's it's a little bit better than a hotel, I think. I've stayed in, in a few Airbnbs before and nothing but good experiences. So let that be uh in your in your bag of options for, for lodging when you when you come out. Also, get your tickets fairly soon because I learned the hard way. The uh, the beginning of this year I waited till literally the last second to get my tickets, which was stupid. And I ended up spending a lot more than I needed to. If you get your tickets right now, um, there's a lot of really cheap flights into LAX. So make sure you don't wait too much longer uh, to do that. So um, before we get into the questions, I want to talk a little bit about uh, a YouTuber by the name of Grant Thompson, who goes by the King of Random. This guy's got 8.6 million subscribers. And on the 26th of November, just a, a few days ago, he uploaded a video titled, How to Make a Paracord Bullwhip. And of course I see this and I'm going, oh no, Grant, why could you, how, how, do you, how could you do this to me? You know, kind of kidding and partly not. Um, because the guy's got 8.6 million subscribers. So now I'm thinking, well, anytime, someone looks for um, a video on how to make a bullwhip, originally my video would come up. And that's something that I'm so thankful for and, and grateful for that I've, I've been able to have that, uh, have that 
that that benefit and it's it's been quite you know quite a you know something that I'm very fortunate to have and I've I've gotten quite a bit of business uh, from the main video how to make a six foot paracord bullwhip a lot of people will watch that <coughs> they'll try it they'll like it and then they say well you know I wouldn't mind having a whip that's been crafted by somebody who's doing it longer than I have and then they'll go and, and order a whip from from my website and that video I'm not going to lie has been the source of a huge percentage of, of my business as a whip maker. And I'm very thankful for that. So when I saw this video uh, by, by Grant Thompson, King of Random, which is, you know, I, I love this guy. I've, I've actually been subscribed to him for probably, oh, I don't know, five, six years. And he has all these awesome videos on, on science on how to make this, how to DIY this, all this really cool scientific stuff that I love. And this guy is just, he's a jack of all trades. He's a pilot. He, he worked on an oil rig. He's does all this. He even like, I think at one point of his career, he even was, was trying out for like reality TV shows or something like that. So this guy just does it all and I've got nothing but respect for him. So check out the King of Random by all means on YouTube. Um, he's, he's one of the YouTube giants for sure. And, and I, I would, I would definitely say that all of his subscribers are well-earned and well-deserved because he's got some great content, but I can't lie. When I saw the title, how to make a paracord bullwhip, I'm like, Oh no, 8.6 million subscribers versus 20, 22,000 subscribers. Like it's over, man. You know, like when people type in how to make a bullwhip, my video is not going to come up anymore first anyway so that kind of bothered me a little bit i know it's kind of it's kind of immature on my part and kind of childish to let <coughs> to let something like that get to me um but it did you know it did because i'm sure he saw my video and uh he he thought well you know this is getting kind of popular i'm gonna make one and i got to think in that day it was the 26th november 26th I saw the video, I watched it, and I actually jokingly commented on it and said, Grant, the title's the same too, man. And then I said, all kidding aside, I love your videos. And I, I don't know if you saw that comment, probably not. But I got to thinking later on in the day, you know, it, it doesn't matter. You know, every everything here on YouTube is, is fair game. So if you want to make a video, you make it, you know. So it it doesn't matter. And the methods that he used in the video were nothing like uh, the methods that were used in a conventional nylon bullwhip. His was more of just an instant bullwhip. He actually used the same methods, more or less, as Adam Winrich. Adam Winrich has a, has a video um, how to make a paracord or how to make a bullwhip, an instant bullwhip, and he actually used more of those methods in the video. So. But it bothered me for a while, and I feel stupid for letting it get to me like that because I thought, oh, people are going to watch mine anymore as much as they were, and I don't know. It's, it's just childish on my part. But uh, Later on that day, I got to thinking, you know what? No, I'm, I'm, thinking, I'm thinking wrongly about this. People are going to watch Grant's video, and they're going to go, oh, cool. They're going to be introduced into whips, which is awesome. That's, that's what I want. I want more people to get into whips and whip making and whip cracking because it's fun. It's addicting and it's, 
gives you a sense of accomplishment. So people are going to watch his videos, but then they're going to go, hmm, it's going to kind of plant that idea in their mind. How is, how is a whip made? How are more detailed whips made? And then they're going to look on the right side of their screen and they're going to see these videos. Uh, they're going to see video suggestions. And then maybe they're going to find my videos and maybe they're going to click on my videos. And I was thinking, yeah, this could be a thing. Maybe Grant Thompson, sure, he's going to get probably two or three million views in, in a couple weeks on this video. That's awesome. Good for him. He deserves it. But maybe more people are going to subscribe to me too. You know, and sure enough, I've picked up over 350 to 400 brand new people who are wanting to watch my videos. And for the first time ever in the history of my YouTube quote unquote career, I guess you could say it's not really a career, but I picked up back to back two days in a row. 200 of you guys, 200 new followers, 100 one day and 100 the next. All because Grant Thompson uploaded a video titled How to Make a Paracord Bull Whip. And of course, I stopped and thought to myself, I shouldn't be jumping to conclusions so much on things. And I do this, I do this in, other, in other aspects of life. I'll see something and I'm like, oh no, great. I'll be pessimistic about it. And then I'm missing the point. I'm missing the point. Grant Thompson has a huge following. And he's not just a whip guy. He's a, a, a how-to, a science guy. A try this. What happens when we put liquid nitrogen uh, pour it into a, a vat of molten copper. He's just, he's a guy who, for me, I, I'll, I'll be watching his, his videos and then, wow, three hours are gone. But you don't realize it's all this fascinating stuff. And the point is he's got all these subscribers, all these people who love different stuff. So he's gathering these people in and having them watch this video. And this video gets them into whips. And from there, us who have been making whips and making videos about whips and whip making for a long time, he's basically directing all these brand new people who never wanted to get into whips and never thought they would to us. And then our job is to say, welcome to the world of whips. Let me show you something more detailed that, that Grant Thompson didn't show you because he doesn't specialize in whips. He's a jack of all trades. It's a win-win situation. Grant Thompson picked up a whole bunch of views and myself, as, as well as many other WIP-related channels, picked up a bunch of subscribers too. And we thank all of you deeply. All right, I think it's time for some questions. What do you guys think? Did I ramble on for long enough? I think I did. Okay. So this is a comment on my newest video on target stands and how to make them. Brilliant. Thank you. I have to do this one day. Been wanting one of these for a while. You are welcome, Sharpshooter JD. Definitely build one quick because the LA Whip Meat is coming quick. And there are 
so many different competitions that have to do with a whip target stand. So make one practice, and I hope to see you there. Here's a comment from Adam N. on my original six-foot bull whip tutorial video. Um, suggesting sinker cord was the was the dumbest thing. I'm almost finished with my overlay, and now the BBs are stacking up next to each other as a plate. Um, yeah, Adam, you gotta watch some of my newer videos, man, because things have changed. And remember, you gotta use some tape, or I like to use some tape, to hold those BBs in a straight line. I specifically mentioned that, uh, in my newest, one of my newest videos. So please watch some of the newer videos. Using sinker cord is not dumb, by the way. You'll find that if you use a little tape, you'll hold those BBs in line, and it's gonna work out better for you, I promise. Wax and Prime commented on my new target stand video. Thank you for the in-depth tutorials, Nick. Great video quality, by the way. Thank you very much, Wax and Prime. I I do um, strive to put a lot of work into the filming, and I think that it enhances the overall production value and quality of the video, so I'm glad you noticed uh, my efforts there, and, and thank you so much for watching. Um, here's another comment. I unfortunately can't read that name because it appears to be in Hebrew. On the target stand video, could you please make a new tutorial on your current way of making snake whips? Good video, by the way. Thank you. Um, that's funny. This has been a really hot um, request lately to make a video on my current snake whip method, snake whip building method. So I think I'm going to have to do that. And I think, actually, I know that that will be my next video. I can say that right now. Um... Okay, so there's a, pretty much two of those same comments in a row. Great tutorial, man. Thanks. You are welcome. Thank you, Jachum B. Nathan Hardig, Harding, the Bob Ross of whip making. I do get that a lot, and that's a compliment. I love Bob Ross. I wish he wasn't dead. He was a, he was a good man. I wish I got to meet him, actually. Very therapeutic to listen to him. Um, hmm. Um, Wax and Prime, this is another comment on one of the newer videos, the alternating pattern. Just want to say thank you for introducing me to the art of whip making. You've unveiled a hobby to me that I never thought I could achieve, and I love. I love it. Thanks so much for detailed tutorials and high quality vids. Greetings from Southern Illinois. Hey! Not too far, my brother. Maybe I'll see you next spring when I'm storm chasing. Wax and Prime, I'm pretty confident that you are a long-term subscriber of um, Grant Thompson, the King of Random. I just have that feeling. I have a feeling that a lot of you guys who are commenting and are saying that you just got into whip making, thank you. Uh, I have a feeling that a lot of you are... Uh, King of Random subscribers, and that's that kind of proves my point. That's what it's all about. You know, it's all about learning new things, and however you get here, I don't care. I'm glad you're here, and I hope that I can continue to uh, 
inform you of some some methods that will make your whip making more fun, more successful. I carried that sentence on way too long just now. <laughs> did, you, did you notice? Uh, Luke commented on my current method, which is not my current method anymore for making an island bullwhip. Uh, where can I find or purchase sinker cord? Link in description is broken. Uh-oh, I'll have to fix that. Well, I actually just paused the podcast to check and see why the link is broken. And Luke, the reason it's broken is because, unfortunately, the place I used to get it is out of business. And that's really sad and unfortunate to me. But now you can get it from rwrope.com. This actually looks like it might be the same company. Or not the same company, but the same people, and they just changed their name. I don't know. But it looks very similar. So, yeah, RW Rope, you can get your 3 8 inch sinker cord. And there's a few other diameters, too, if you need them. And next question. Charles commented on my wooden handle tutorial and said wax will seal the wood, and since you varnished it, it will make your handle shine. I didn't know that, Charles, for the longest time, but you as well as a few other people told me that it'll seal it, so from now on, I'm just going to dunk the whole thing in there. So thank you for letting me know that, my friend. Jaeger commented on the original six-foot video. Hey, Nick. This was an amazing vid. Thanks for teaching me, but I'm not sure what length I should use uh, instead of 10 feet since I'm making a four-foot whip. Jaeger, you can actually find the strand lengths for a four-foot whip on Nick's Whip Shop. I'm going to make sure it's there because people were saying that it, there was some trouble with it. What is going on now? Oh, makes sense. N-I-X-K whip shop. <laughs> uh, wish I could type. Oh, man. Let's see. Here we go. All right. Strand lengths. Yes. Four foot bull whip. The strand lengths are there. So Jaeger, nixwhipshop.com. Click on the strand lengths page and you can find them there. It's all wood commented on my wooden handle tutorial very fitting i live in indiana too jay county awesome maybe um i'll run into you sometime it's all wood thanks for your comment pearly gatekeeper commented on the original video whenever i say original video it just implies the the six foot tutorial um what do you do with all the paracord guts and what is the total length of all the pieces you used in this whip? Um, actually, probably less than a percentage I keep, Pearly Gatekeeper, for making crackers uh, or poppers, however you want to say it, the end tassels that make the whip um, crack. And the rest I throw away because I just don't know what else to do with it. And somebody actually asked me before on YouTube in the comments, I got this lady who, who weaves things and she said, Hey, 
if you throw that away, I'll take it. And I, f I feel terrible because I don't remember who she was or what video she, com she commented in. And I never was able to get back to her because... But if you're listening to this right now, I'm still I'm still willing to give you all my paracord scraps. Uh, just pay my shipping, and I'd be happy to do that for you. But yeah, um, I throw them away. Um, as far as the total strand lengths, uh, once again, if you want to know the total length, uh, strand lengths page on nixwhipshop.com. I didn't really add them up to be honest, but don't. Don't take it number for number. If you come up with a number and say, I need exactly this much, give yourself an extra 20 feet to work with uh, when you buy your paracord. Because if you're new to whip making, you're going to mess stuff up. I know I did. You know, maybe, um, maybe get 20 feet extra, 10 feet, 20 feet, just so you have a little bit of room to, to work with. So hope that answers your question, Pearly Gatekeeper. <clears throat> this is a comment on my alternating pattern, one of the two new videos that I recently discussed a few minutes ago. Thanks for all the time and effort you have put into your videos. It's interesting to see how the quality of your craftsmanship has developed. I'm in the UK and am trying to find affordable sources for the materials. I'm almost there though. The sinker, the sinker cord is really expensive here. I may import some from the US, then I'll give it a go. Just one question, looking at your later videos on paracord whips, it looks like you have stopped using the carpet tape at the transition and are just using sinew. Is that correct? Uh, if it's not and you are using, and you are still using the carpet tape or carpet mat tape, could you post a link to the actual product you are using? It would be useful if you posted links to all the materials as it would ensure people in different countries could obtain the correct materials. Once again, love the videos. Hey, thanks for your comment, Ghost Wheel 2000. Um, I, nowadays, you are correct that I'm using sinew to bind the transition. But more so than... I still do use the floor mat tape now and then. And yeah, I'll, I'll make sure the link is working again for you. And I'll try to include materials more often in my, in my videos. I, that is something that I forget to do a lot, and I'm sorry. Um, but instead of the floor mat tape, I've been using hockey tape. Simply because it's, it's faster and it does the same thing. Actually, it's less bulky than the floor mat tape. But sometimes um, the little extra bulkiness uh, isn't really an issue when the main focus uh, is strength of the transition. And that's the main objective uh, to, to make sure that the, the transition is strong. Sometimes that bulkiness is, you know, totally okay. Also depends on the style of whip you're making. Are you making an American style bullwhip, an Australian style bullwhip, a target whip? You know, what's the anatomy of that whip? So that's just things to, to consider. But yeah, Ghost Wheel, I, I, I don't know. I, I'm probably going to keep using the floor mat tape. It does give a little more support than the hockey tape. I will definitely, um, definitely admit that. Um, but when I use the hockey tape, I compensate a little bit with that Dacron thread. Um, and that helps strengthen things up. 
So yeah, yeah, it's, it's personal preference really. The, the hockey tape is a lot quicker than using the floor mat tape too, if I didn't already mention that. Um, and I'll, I'll go back when I'm done with this, uh, perhaps tomorrow and make sure those links are still working. So thanks for your comment, Ghost Wheel 2000. More videos to come. Thank you for, for being a subscriber to Nick's Whip Shop. Comment from Benjamin on the original video. Okay, so I think I made my handle too fat at the start and didn't adjust my lengths to 550 to accommodate for it. How far from the end of the whip or the handle whip transition should each belly end up approximately? Thanks a heap. Good question, Benjamin. Mm, first belly, you can kind of think of it as thirds. If there's three layers in a whip, including the overlay, the first belly should approximately end a third of the overall length of the whip. The second two-thirds, and of course, and obviously the overlay, the full three-thirds total length of the whip. Um, it can vary a little bit. It doesn't have to be exact, and you shouldn't put that kind of pressure on yourself to get it exactly in thirds the first time. But that's kind of the general rule of thumb, Benjamin, is thirds. If there's four layers in a whip, quarters. So that's a good way you can look at it. Thanks for your comment. Byron Hill, um, another comment on the original video. Could you use super glue to reinforce the BB stopper? Uh, Hmm, BB stopper. Oh, um, the 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 thread that I that I wrapped around it. Yeah, you totally could. That sounds like something I would do. Overkill. <laughs> now, all kidding aside, you can definitely uh, use some glue to strengthen that, Byron. Honestly, don't think you need it, but you could do it. Uh, Taryn commented on the alternating pattern video. Could you make a video on the math equation for figuring figuring out how long the strands need to be. I know it's dependent on how long the whip is and what plate plat it is. You seem like you would know this and I want to get into whip making. Yeah, uh Taryn, I made a video and the video's still on my my YouTube channel about calculating different lengths and it's not a very good video actually. A lot of people didn't like it. And it was a little confusing. Um so I, I'll, I'll make a new one. That's a question I get a whole lot. I basically stumbled upon all the lengths, all the strand length requirements for different length whips by trial and error, recorded them, made another whip at the same length, and then when, when one of the strands was a little longer than it needed to be, I would trim it, I would add more to it, and finally just boil down over you know 10 or 15, even 20 whips to, to where I had you know, a recipe, if you will, that had all the proper strand lengths. And you can kind of uh, interpolate between different different strand lengths that I have right now on my website. You can take, for example, a six-foot bullwhip. Take the strand lengths for a six-foot bullwhip that I already have, and also the strand lengths for, a, for an eight-foot bullwhip. And the way you would do that is take two, any two given strands, strand lengths, add them together and divide by two. 
and that's how you can find the strands uh, in between two two different uh, different overall lengths of a whip. So you can kind of use that to your advantage. But I will most likely put out another video uh, for you on that Terran. Um, that would give you a, the strand length for a seven foot whip. By the way, I didn't mention that. Um, Gobber, alternating pattern. Hey Nick, did you ever try to make a Hungarian bull whip? Could you make a tutorial about it? I never have. Gobber, I've never tried to make one of those. They they look very fancy and they're pretty neat. But I'll make a note of it right now and see. I'll look into it. Uh, Gobber. Hungarian. Bullwhip. And I'll research it. Yeah, that'd be fun. Byron, another comment from Byron on the original video. Hey Nick, I only have some 10 millimeter steel rod. Is this any good? Um, 10 millimeters? Mm, it's pretty thick. It could work, but it is, if you're using the methods that I use to make nylon bull whips, it's kind of thick. Uh, but it can definitely work. You're going to need to grind down the, the tip that your your sleeve fits over um, a little bit to, to make it fit. But And when I say, eh, it might, it, it could work, I, I'm, I'm strictly speaking about using my personal methods that I, that I teach on my channel. This definitely will work. Absolutely will work. A lot of people use steel... That, that, that thick for handles. I'm just saying, I, I, I didn't mean to sound negative just now. I, I just meant to say that if you're using my methods with quarter inch steel rod, that's kind of thick for that and you're gonna need to grind it down. But um, 10 millimeters can work. It's just gonna take, it's just gonna be a slightly different different method um, than what I, what I teach in my videos. So yes, it'll work. You'll just have to just improvise a little bit here and there and it'll, it'll be fine. Uh, Blackleaf commented in the original video and said I skipped the BB part. Blackleaf, I did too for a lot of whips a few years ago. And you just come out with a whip that's a little bit lighter. Some people like a whip that's a little bit lighter. So that's fine. Sean commented on the alternating pattern video. You should do a video on how to make a stock whip. Well... My friend Justin Hall actually beat me to it. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, I actually was going to make one, but I don't have to anymore because he made a great video on it. His methods were a little different than mine would have been. But check out JJ Hall's Whips YouTube channel, Sean. And there you can see my friend Justin has a great video very in-depth video. There's a few parts to it on how to make a nylon stock whip. So check it out. 
Um, another comment by It's All Wood. This one is on the original video. I actually really appreciate the fact that you kept repeating yourself with the over, under, and with the top right parts because I was confused. Regarding the top top right, top left, until you said it once more about halfway through the video or so, uh, and it clicked, and it suddenly, instantly looked a hundred times easier to do. When I get a bunch of paracord, I will for sure try this. I have always wanted a nice whip. Yeah, I, <laughs> I kind of have a, a way of repeating myself. Sometimes it's beneficial to you guys, and sometimes I feel like it's just kind of annoying. It's just a habit of mine. Maybe it's because when somebody is explaining something to me, I often need them to repeat it, and I automatically project that on everyone else's learning capabilities. So um, apparently in this instance, it was beneficial to you. It's all wood. And thanks for watching, and thanks for your comment. And I'm glad that that my, my methods for explaining, plating, um, I'm glad that they, that they were useful to you. So thanks so much. Cassie Barnes says, I need that shirt. And I'm almost 100% sure that she's relating to my Procrastinators Unite Tomorrow shirt, which I found hanging in my closet today and I might wear in one of my next videos just for nostalgic purposes and the sake of old times. Huh. Maybe I'll wear it on the eight-year anniversary of the video. I don't know. Has it really almost been that that long already? No, it hasn't. It's been only like five years, I think. Nice job, uh, says Heinz on the original video. Thank you. Great video, says Salvamix805805. Uh, thank you. Thank you as well. Alrighty. Savan commented on the original video and said, Why to take of core of paracord? Um, I think it's sim simpler, simpler to use. Simple, uh, whole thing or what? It's a little bit difficult to read this comment. I think, Savan, what you're asking here is why do I take out the inner strands of the parachute cord? And that's a great question for somebody who, who's just stumbled upon this video. The reason I do it, Savan, is so that all of the different braided layers of the whip lay down nice and flat and there isn't bulkiness. It's, it's, a, it's a good way to increase the strength of the whip and also to make it nice and straight and uniform with no lumps. That's why. Uh, let's see here. Uh, this is a very, con a very kind um, thing to say uh, from Contract 92. A very uh, phenomenal video. You sir are a craftsman and a born teacher. Thank you very much. I don't know if you make and sell whips, but buy cripes made if you do. I hope you ask a pretty penny because you do a fantastic job of them. Liked and sub, cheers. Thanks so much. I appreciate it, brother.
uh, sharp shot uh, comment on the original video. Also, would this support the weight of a person to swing or hang from? Mm. Probably not. <laughs> Probably not that whip, no. Um, yeah, it takes a special whip to, to hang, to be able to hang from a tree. Of course, it depends on, or you didn't even say hang from a tree. I'm just thinking Indiana Jones, and I think that you probably are too. Uh, yeah, you can't just take any, any whip and, and hang from something, unfortunately. Um, you could strengthen the core. I don't really have any, any experience making a whip that strong to where you can hang from it. You probably could hang from the whip, but it would damage it severely and probably fall apart or start to unravel. So no sharp shot. You unfortunately can't. I mean, it's not gonna it's not gonna be a kind thing to do to the whip, to the whip even if it works for a minute or so. So I would say no, you really can't. It takes a special whip to be able to do that. Steel cable core or something. Um, Sharp Shot also asks, would the techniques here still apply to making a leather whip? Yeah, it's the same principle. Yeah, there's different ways of, of making a leather whip. Um, if you want to make leather whips, please check out my friend Blake Bruning's YouTube channel. He's got a whole bunch of great videos on how to make leather whips. And the same principle is true. Plating is plating, regardless of what material material that you're working with. Sharp shot. Thanks for your comments. Uh, Garrett Warner commented on my original video and said, all you have to do, not alleys you have to do. And he corrected himself and put alls. So, uh, negative one for you, negative one for me. <laughs> no, he, he's poking fun at my, I think I said. <laughs> I think I said in the video, I tried to make a, contract, a contraction out of all is you have to do, and it came out weird, and uh, yeah. AJ commented on the snake whip tutorial. Milky weather, in quotes. Yes, my friend Josiah would look at your comment right now and say, ah, milky weather. Uh, Robson, a comment on the matched set video. Wow, this is going to be a long whip cast. This is going to be a long one, guys. I hope you're on a long road trip or something when you're listening to this right now. I like long podcasts, though, and hopefully you do, too. Robson. Oh, man. Bro, this is in Spanish. I, I don't know Spanish. I wish I did. Um, Nadia commented. <clears throat> excuse me. On the match set video. I don't know how I ended up whip making on whip making videos, but I love your channel. Subscribed. Thanks, Nadia. I'm going to be making a lot more of these videos, Nadia, so I hope you stick around for more.
Um, Brian commented on the alternating pattern video. Thanks for the tutorial. I just finished my third whip. My daughter wanted a pattern similar to this. I wish I would have had this video a few weeks ago. I didn't quite get the pattern, but she loves it anyway. Brian, I actually saw your, your picture that you, you sent to me on the Facebook page. And I think I commented and said, nice job. And I meant that. It's a very, very nice whip. Um, for a third whip, it's, it's phenomenal. By your 20th or 30th whip, you're going to be a, quite a whip maker. So thank you, Brian. Uh, this is a very nice professional whip. That's what Elias commented on the six-foot tutorial. Times have changed, Elias. Um, I hope that I, I like to think that I've gotten a little better uh, than that. I think I have, and I encourage you to check out my latest work. I'd love for, love for you to see some of my my newer whips. Uh, Jan commented on the original video. Uh, beautiful bullwhip you made there. I started loving these things after seeing the Indiana Jones movies. He had a whip made from kangaroo leather. Would love to see you make something like that. Anyway, great job, mate. Thanks, Jan. Thanks for watching. Thanks for the compliments. I have made um, a few kangaroo hide bullwhips in my life. Probably about 20, 25 maybe. And uh, there's, you know... a a good deal of, of differences uh, in, in making a leather whip, making a kangaroo hide bull whip, but it's it's the same principle. And uh, I've, I've made a few of them. You can check them out. So thanks, Jan. Well, I'm going to take a break here, guys. I will be back. Sorry I was gone for so long. Oh, wait. You have no concept of time because you're listening to a podcast. I actually just had dinner. It's a pretty random thing to do in the middle of a podcast break, huh? Yeah, I was actually really hungry. Couldn't think straight. No, just kidding. Okay. Uh, Rajesh commented on the Replacing Falls and Crackers video. Can you please mention the measurement of the fall and crackers, please? That's a good question. Um, I rarely put a fall that's longer than, than two feet on any bullwhip. Um, for some of my shorter snake whips, three foot snakes, I like to put anywhere from a foot long to a foot and a half for the fall. Um, and any whips longer than that, uh, for some of the, the five and six foot bullwhips, I'll put, um, a one and a half foot fall. And, yeah, rarely do I put a, a fall that's longer than, than two feet on any whip. Um, we're, we're talking about nylon here. Um, and that's just because I found that physics, it's kind of all that physics allows. Even a fall that has been soaked in wax, uh, a nylon fall that's been soaked in wax, really becomes ineffective past two feet because of wind resistance. Now, if it was leather, you can get away with a lot longer of a fall because it's heavier and it's going to cut through the, the air better. Um, so, Rajesh, two feet 
I, I, me personally, you know, another whip maker might tell you, tell you otherwise, but I, I like to stay within a foot to two feet on, on my whips. Um, I think the fall was actually in, in the video, the fall was maybe 18 inches, somewhere around that. I, I don't remember if I actually, if I actually said, <clears throat> if I stated the length of, of the fall in the video, but as far as crackers go, it's kind of the same scenario. Um, you know, every, every whip needs a, you know, um, a different cracker, a shorter whip. You want a shorter cracker, a longer whip that's going to be having so much momentum and inertia. Um, can, you can get away with a much thicker and longer cracker. But general rule of thumb that I like to go by is I never really like my crackers to be any longer than, um, you know, five inches, six inches. But that's about it, you know. But it's something that, that you, you, you got to play with, really. The type of whip you're making determines the type of cracker uh, that, you, that you put on that whip. So I hope that answers and clarifies some, some of that, uh, Rajesh. I uh, thank you very much for your question and your comments. Um, Josh commented on the original video and said, I screwed up and now I have very little paracord left for plating. <clears throat> I still have the foot of unwrapped quarter inch gutted paracord left. What should I do? Um, well, there's a couple things that you could do. You could cut longer pieces. You could cut off, um, a few pieces of paracord and then just singe them to the ends of, of the, the paracord strands that are running out. It's not going to look pretty, um, but it's going to allow you to finish your whip, uh, to the intended length that you wanted it to be. Or, uh, option two, Josh, would be to uh, deviate from the initial length that you determined your whip to be. And if you wanted it to be six feet, uh, which I assume you did, and you watch a six-foot tutorial, then maybe you can just make it a five-foot whip. And on your next whip, um, you know, uh, what, whatever the cause was that ended, that caused the... Uh, the whip to, you know, come up short, which is unfortunate, and I'm sorry that happened. Um, could be the brand of paracord and how much you're binding. There's a lot of a lot of variables that that could be. You could just try again, and make sure um, you check out the strand length section on nickswhipshop.com. I've got a bunch of different um, whips up there, um, a, a bunch of different strand lengths for different length whips that you can, if you want to make different ones. So check that out, Josh. Sorry that happened. Those are your two options in my, in my, uh, that I suggest for you. Justine, another uh, comment on the original video. I used a funnel. And uh, she's talking about the BBs. And that's great. That's a good idea, actually. Yeah, Justine, if you watch some of my later videos, my more recent videos, I use a brass tube with a little funnel attached to the top. And that's something that you can do to further the effectiveness of getting those BBs into the core. So check out the newer videos, Justine, and you're, you are definitely onto something with that funnel. 
Miaslo commented on the creases and kinks video and said, would you make a update on how you make your snake whip? Now, look at there's another one. Yeah, that's going to be the next tutorial, Miaslo. That's in high demand. And yes, I will. That's going to be my next video. So thanks for your input. I know I, um, I said and stated in this in this podcast that I'm always asking for suggestions, and there's one right there. There's that's probably that is literally, I want to say the twelfth or thirteenth request for me to make this video. So I gotta make it. Alternating pattern video, a comment by Connor. Hey Nick, just an improvement on your website. Under your commonly asked questions, under the Are Whips Dangerous question, you have, of course, it is also a very good idea to wear eye protection. Ah, improper usage there. Thanks for that catch, Connor. I'm, I'm going to fix that. W-H-E-R-E is not the proper, uh, the proper wear. So nice catch, man. I appreciate you looking out for me there. All right. Sterling commented on the alternating pattern video. At 55 seconds, what is the pattern on the belly? Looks very interesting. Um, let me actually check that real quick. Hopefully, hopefully it doesn't. Let's see. At 55. Let me see. Pattern on the belly. Oh, that's for the handle. Um, I knew it would do that. I lost my place here. I should have opened another tab. Yeah, that's just a... It's a really simple plating pattern, Sterling. I'm taking two strands together. And I'm plating... Under three over two, because that was a 10 plat belly. So two strands together, under three over two. And I mentioned that in my, one of my, uh, my latest videos about, uh, in my matched pair tutorial, actually, I talked about that. It's just a quick way that you can get a handle plated because a handle doesn't, doesn't matter. You don't, you don't need all this strength on a handle because it's a rigid piece of metal underneath. So. It's just a way to plate over it, get the plating done so you can make whips faster. Okay, here's a comment from Mr. Cosmos 110 on the alternating pattern video. Really good stuff, Nick. Love it. I keep burning through crackers and sometimes maybe 8 to 10 pops. Am I doing something wrong? Uh... What material are you using, Mr. Cosmos 110? Because it sounds an awful lot like you're using cotton. Cotton is notorious for just blowing up, basically. It just can't handle supersonic speeds. Actually, neither can nylon, but it lasts much longer. That's the point. Um, yeah, what, what are you using for your rear cracker material? And what do you mean by burning through? Do you mean that the cracker is actually deteriorating? Or do you mean that the cracker is popping off of the end of the, the, the fall? 
uh, if the cracker is deteriorating, then you need to you definitely need to use some different material. And uh, a good fail-safe stuff to use is the inner strands of your 550 parachute cord because it's nylon and it's going to last you a good long time. Or much longer than anything else that's made of um, a less uh, solid material like cottonwood. So, yeah, what, what material are you using? If you meant that the cracker's popping off the end of the fall, uh, then focus on how you're tying it on. In my falls and crackers replacement video, I show a method where you can actually put a hole in the end of your fall and make a little lanyard knot for your cracker. So uh, if you do that, then you can be sure that it's not coming off, pun intended. Uh, David commented on the alternating pattern video and said, nice. As it is, I already tried this pattern a while back adapting it from one of your earlier uh, plate this pattern videos. The one with the two colors with one odd strand, I ended up gifting, uh, gifting it, but it's still one of my favorite whips. Thanks, David, for your comment, and thanks for watching my video, and I'm glad it was helpful to you. And I, I know what video you're talking about where I was on top of that lookout tower at the, uh, the south shore of Lake Michigan. And that, yeah, that is a fun pattern. I haven't done one of those in a long time. And I might do another one soon. So thanks for your comment, David. Thanks for watching. Uh, Oso commented on the alternating pattern. Gracias. That's one Spanish word I know. And I can respond and say de nada, my friend. Um, Nick commented on the alternating pattern video as well and said dude you're the best whip maker i've ever seen wow that's very flattering nick i really appreciate it that's that means a lot to me man um brevin alternating pattern great video thank you sydney commented on the alternating pattern video okay buddy how about a tutorial on the pattern on the handle and the second belly? It's new to me, and it looks a little faster. It definitely is faster, Sydney. Um, yeah, it's 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 just an under three over two with two strands in your hand. It looks complicated, I guess. Um, but yeah, it's it's a way that you can get handles done faster. And I don't recommend it on the belly past the transition because even leading up to the transition. If you're using this pattern on the handle, it's great. You don't need to worry about uh, structural strength on that handle because the steel's doing all the work for you. But leading up to that transition where the steel stops and the BB loaded core begins, I would say an inch before that happens, you're gonna wanna be switching over to a, a, a herringbone pattern of under a single strand, under three over two in 10 plat or whatever plat you're doing, uh, single strand herringbone because it's going to be a much stronger plating uh, pattern. So, yeah, Sydney, um, I can probably do a little video on that one if you'd like to see it. Um, oh, there's, a, there's a response to your comment, Sydney, by Mercolor. Filled, Mercolor filled. Uh, Sydney, go to his channel. He has a few hour-long tutorials that go over all parts of whip making. Um, 
I don't remember if I, I think I did mention this pattern in my matched pair video at some point, but you know, it's, it was, I, I couldn't even tell you where it was in there. So maybe I'll, I'll, I'll go ahead and make a designated video for this. Um, here's a comment from Caliber Whips on the alternating pattern video. Great video, Nick. Love the cat at the end. Can't, can't wait to see more of your tutorials in the future. Keep it up, bro. Thank you, man. I appreciate the comment. Yeah, that's my daughter, Tipper. My little Siamese cat. And um, it's oftentimes cold down here in the whip shop. So every now and then I'll, I'll pick up my, my Siamese cat and I'll tell her to, to keep me warm. She'll, she'll sit on my lap and warm me up a little bit. Sweet cat. I love that cat. Uh, Alexander commented on the snake whip surgery. It's not a very popular video. I don't get many comments on it anymore. But thank you. Oh, it's Russian. Oh, I'm sorry. I can't read that. Um, Andrew commented on, commented on the original video, Six Foot. <coughs> Bravo, you, sir, are an amazing artist, and I thank you for sharing not only your art, but your knowledge of creating it. I, for one, will be purchasing some cord, as I would love to try and recreate one of your fine pieces. Thank you, Andrew. I appreciate your kind words. Um, I do put a lot of work into my videos, and it really makes my day when, when I see comments, uh, kind, kind words from someone such as yourself, and it just kind of acknowledges, like, you know what? People do appreciate these videos because, to be honest, some days I'm not motivated to make them. You know, some days I get up, it's it's cold outside, it's I'm just not feeling feeling inspired at all, and and all I want to do is just grab my computer and grab a blanket, grab my cat, and sit on the couch and get on YouTube and watch Report of the Week for three hours straight and just kind of forget about everything but you know it's it's comments like yours that go you know what this is worth it they they are getting something out of it and that's what it's all about if it helps you guys i'm gonna i'm gonna keep doing it so thank you thank you andrew um i if you have any questions along the way of of your building process progress ask me and i'd be glad to help you as best as i can there's a comment from whip <laughs> uh on the how to make a six foot bullwhip tutorial the original the username is whip great to watch and thank you for showing how to make a whip nick you're welcome whip um Another comment. You have ways in making making whip, Nick. It it's great. Thank you for the vid. You're welcome. Uh, these are all comments from Whip. Uh, this is actually the last one from Whip. How long have you been making whips? Thank you for the vid, mate. You're welcome. Um, I've been making whips since 2010. So, wow, it's coming up on eight years. That's crazy. I can't believe how time flies. Whew. Can't believe it. I'm going to take a little break from these right now and talk about some 
some deep thoughts that I had today. My grandmother used to live in Lake Station. <laughs> I can't believe I'm just going off on this tangent. I didn't expect to talk about this. Um, my grandmother used to live in Lake Station. She passed away now. And she lived in this older house. It was kind of a kind of an eerie house, kind of a dark house. And um Lake Station, Indiana. It's it's near Gary, Indiana. I didn't I didn't wow, just dropped something there. I didn't make that clear. Uh, there we go. But anyway, when I was probably five years old, four years old, uh, actually earlier, um, before my brother was even born, my mom and myself, we, we would, my mom would, would drive to my grandmother's house and we would pick her up and she would spend the day with us and we would go grocery shopping and go to the library and kind of just run errands. Uh, and with her, take her grocery, grocery shopping and what, what have you. So whenever we would, we would arrive at her house, we would be kind of pull up on the side of the road. And we'd just be waiting for her to come out and get into the car. But I would be sitting in the back seat, probably my car seat, uh, for all I remember, when I was four and five years old. And while... We'd be waiting for my grandmother to come out. This is my mom's mother, by the way. I would just kind of be staring up at the porch. Just kind of a plain porch, kind of kind of empty, not a lot of things. Uh, a metal steel pipe railing on, on the left and right side. And sometimes uh, we'd be waiting a few minutes for her to come out. You know, she wasn't always exactly ready and, and on time and a prompt person. Um, but I just remember staring up at the porch, and she had a a little light above the door, um, and it would oftentimes be on, even if it was daytime. And you know, we th this was an ongoing thing. My my mom and my brother was born, and he would come with too, of course, in the car seat, and it was just you know the, the three of us: my mom, myself, and my grandmother, and then the four of us. My, my little brother Luke was born. And then just today, um, we went by that house because now it's, it's owned by my uncle who, who actually lives in California. And he uh, is actually renting the house out to different people. And today, um, he asked my mom to stop by and just check up on the house. and So we did that. And I, I went along with my mom to do that. And my aunt came with too, my, my Aunt Mary, who's also a daughter of my grandmother and it was the three of us in the car and I was actually sitting in the back seat on the same right side and we pulled up to the house and it was dark and it was cold out and I looked up on, I looked up and saw that porch and my eyes went to that same spot that they did when I was five and six years old and it was it was almost an emotional thing, you know. My grandmother's gone now, and just being in that same spot 
was very meaningful to me. And it brought back so many memories. Like sometimes when you, when you smell a smell or you, you hear a song or, or something, you not only remember that moment, but it almost opens up this huge, this, I don't know how you would describe it, but it's a gateway to even more memories. You say, oh, I remember that. And on that day we did this and that. And then it just, it's like this huge catharsis for your mind in a way, you know? So I just thought that was really cool. I, I was, I was sitting in the back seat when we were, my mom went up to the door and we were waiting for the people to come out. And I was just kind of looking up at, at the, at the, the door that I used to look and wait for my grandmother to come out. And I don't know. It was just a nostalgic little thing that happened. I actually shared that with you guys, partly because I wanted to record it in some in some form, whether it be writing it down before I forgot. I just wanted to, I don't know, maybe some of you guys appreciated that, but maybe not. It has nothing to do with whips, but <laughs> that's for sure. Um, yeah. 33 Shadow Killer commented on the current method, which once again is not the current method. 1205. It works great. It's very strong and it kind of smells like fish. I have no idea why. <laughs> I love that bit more than I should. 33 Shadow Killer. I need to make some Nick's Whip Shop t-shirts. You know how some YouTube channels will have inside jokes printed on t-shirts in their merch store? That would be one right there. And if I ever have any merchandise for sale, that quote is going to be on there. I love random things like that. When tape smells like fish, it's like, what the heck? Why does it smell like fish? I like that too, Shadow Killer. Weird little random things like that. I'm glad you have, you share my sense of humor in that aspect. Oh, more comments from Whip. Uh, two Strand Spiral video. Well, I done it. Took some doing. Thank you for this vid, Nick. You're welcome, Whip. <clears throat> and then another comment from Whip on my how to make a six-foot bullwhip tutorial. And I done it. It worked great. Thank you, Nick. Now I think I'll try the next Whip. Thank you once again. I'll be watching more of your vids, mate. You're welcome. Very welcome. Josh says the Bob Ross of whip making <laughs> on the original video. Puppy Star commented on the original video and said Havana with a question mark. I don't know what that means, Puppy Star, but I like that name, Havana. My name's not Havana, if that's what you meant. Cool Boy Gamer commented on the how to make a snake whip in... You said, how, H-O-W. Um, yeah, I don't know what, why you why I did that, but cool. Uh, can you show us, oh, it's a correction to you. Okay, can you show us how to make a, a lion's whip? How is what you meant. I, I understand that. It's just YouTube kind of mixed up the, the, time, or the uh, chronological order of your comments there. A lion's whip. Can you show us how to make a lion's whip? Cool boy gamer asks. Uh, 
I don't even know what a lion's whip is. I thought it was just a bull whip that lion tamers used to use. I, I don't know. Let me let me write that down. Research lion whip. I don't know. Yeah, it's a, I, I love researching different different whips and determining whether or not I can make one or learn how. I'll check it out. Windracer commented on the matched set video. Beautiful whips, Nick. Thank you. Thank you very much. Noah commented on the original video and said, I came up to this tutorial and it made me order Paracord to try to make my own whip. Beautiful work. And I have one question. Does it make a difference if I do classic, a classic plat for the handle instead of a diamond plat? It does not, Noah. It absolutely does not. Uh, plating over the handle is strictly for cosmetic purposes. It has no effect on the functionality of the whip. So, um, yeah, I'm glad you stumbled upon the video, Noah. Let me know and feel free to call up and leave a voicemail or reach out to me in any form you like if you have more questions. Here's a comment from my buddy Justin Hall, who I mentioned earlier, that has the nylon stock whip tutorial. LOL, I thought you said tapered virginity. Excellent video, Nick. <laughs> I don't know what tapered virginity would be, but that's an odd that's an, an odd word right there. And uh, I didn't say that. Rigidity. I guess if you say it fast, it sometimes can be mistaken for uh, virginity. But all right. James commented on the original video and said, I didn't know you needed BBs to make a bullwhip. Uh, you don't have to use BBs, James, as stated previously. Um, the BBs, what they do is they add a little bit of weight to the whip, uh, a little bit of heft to it. And there is a sacrifice, basically. If a whip is heavier, it's going to require more energy to get going. But once it gets going, there's more energy and there's more inertia, there's more momentum. So ultimately, it's going to crack easier. The key is getting that balance. You don't want too many BBs. You don't want too much weight. Otherwise, getting the whip going is going to require too much energy, and it just will be a bad trade-off. So you don't need BBs, James, but they, they help. A little goes a long way, though. Nathaniel commented on the original video and said, <clears throat> My five-foot rope turned into a seven-foot rope after I gutted it. Uh, it happened twice, so so now I am working on making an eight-foot whip. Also a tip, I use a reusable straw to feed the BBs into the core. Um, just bunch the rope into the straw much as you can, as much as you can. Use some spring clamps at the top and bottom to hold the rope in place. I had half rope on the straw, so I only had to work to get the BBs into the second half where I wanted them. That made loading the BBs much easier. Thanks for your comment, Nathan. Um, try using sinker cord for your core. And if, if you don't have access to sinker cord, just simply you know, compensate if you know how it works. Uh, 
cut a three three foot piece out and got that and then that'll give you you know five feet um yeah and your idea with the straw getting the bb's in there good good idea for sure um also look into brass tubing because it's stronger and longer than a straw so try that too it's a good idea so a comment from boston tricker on the match the set tutorial I think a lot of people are going to give Nick a hard time for having e-tape in a whip. For some reason, the entire whip community will hate on you for having just one ounce of e-tape in your whip, even if it's not for binding the whip. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's unfortunately the case. A lot of, I would say out of the whip making community, electrical tape might be one of the, might make the top three controversial topics. You kind of have, kind of have two groups. One group that says, "Eh, it's not a big deal," and another group that's, "Oh, I hate it. It's the worst." It, either you, electrical tape is either you love it or you hate it. There's really not a lot of people that are like, "It's, uh, it, you know, it's just it's it's weird. It's weird." I don't know. I don't know. Um. Spencer commented on your comment, Boston Tricker, and said, Never use e-tape. It affects the whip pretty harshly. I've known this from experience. Uh, and, yeah, you know, it depends on how you use it. It depends on how you use it. We've got better materials uh, at our fingertips than electrical tape. We definitely do. So, I don't know. Another comment from Caliber Whips on my building a matched set. Looks great, Nick. Great job as usual. Thank you. I appreciate your comment. I was sent in the mail a bunch of Kevlar crackers from Caliber Whips. And they sent me they sent me them to try out. And uh, I, I really liked them. In my latest video uh, on how to make the target stand... Um, I use them, and they're really nice. I like a thinner cracker. Some people like thicker crackers. I like them thin. The crack is a little sharper, and they're great for target whip, uh, target work too. As long as you're not doing anything crazy like cutting a can in half, that for that you will need a thicker cracker. But these thinner crackers made of Kevlar from Caliber Whips are pretty nice. I really like them. And you can find those at caliberwhips.com. Another comment by Sterling. Uh, it's always a treat when you upload. Keep up the great work, Nick. Thank you, Sterling. I appreciate it. Uh, Shane commented on the matched set video and said, I love your work. You are by far my favorite whip maker on YouTube. It's very kind of you, Shane. I really appreciate that. Uh, a question from Shane. Where do you get your artificial sinew? I am 13, and I make whips, and I want to ta uh, tack the nest, take the next step and get better materials. Um, 
Shane, you can get artificial sinew on eBay or Amazon.com. Arts and crafts stores if you want to overpay for it. Um, you can get it at a bunch of places. You're not going to be able to find it at a hardware store. It's got to be an arts and crafts store. If you don't get it online, look for an art store. Maybe even a sewing shop might have it. Um, and make sure you're getting the flat stuff. I've had a few people say that, Nick, I, I bought some artificial sinew and it's round. And I have fortunately have never run into that problem. I've never accidentally purchased round artificial sinew, but I get, apparently it's out there. So make sure you're getting the flat stuff, Shane. Um, let's see. Comment from Talia on the matched set video. Hey, Nick, why don't you ever use 650 pre-gutted cord? Um, I'm not sure, Talia. For some reason, I always assumed that pre-gutted cord was either the same price or more expensive. Um, so that's why I never, I never got around. I never really researched it much. I figured now, um, I've gotten pretty good, uh, and have become pretty, pretty proficient at gutting paracord. So it's not really, it's not really cramping my my the speed at which I produce whips anymore it used to in the beginning but now it's just I I, I can get the cord out quick enough and it's it's not really a, a, a problem to me Talia so um the 650 cord I have used it before for the core and it's a little bigger bigger of a diameter so the BBs go in a little easier but I'll look into it though I will look into it Thomas's Whip Shop commented on the building a matched set video. Beautiful whip, brother. Great job. Love the color. I uh, love the color theme and loving the podcast. It gives me something to listen to every day before work. Um, have you gone back to using electric electrical tape in the majority of your whips? And if so, why are you not using the hockey tape as much? For me personally, I haven't used electrical tape in any of my whips for a couple of years, and here is a good place to get Dacron tape. Thank you for the link, man. I appreciate it. Um, oh, thanks for listening to the podcast, too. You're, I'm sure you're listening to this one right now. Um, uh, I've The only place I use electrical tape on a whip anymore is to hold the BBs in a straight line on the core. That's that's it. I mean, I kind of tack on the core to the metal handle, but that's temporary. I go over that with artificial sinew to bind that in place where it's not going anywhere. Um, the reason I don't use hockey tape for that is because the hockey tape, when I when it's bound in such a tight radius, it gets a little bulky on me, and I don't want the core to be that bulky. So the core, strictly to hold the BBs in line, is the only place that I use electrical tape in a whip anymore. So, um, yeah, and thanks for that link. Michael commented on the matched set video and said, great, thank you. 
and then also very nice work love it it's perfect that's ah, very kind of you Michael thank you Oso uh, commented on the match set uh, fabulous I believe that is in Spanish Squiddy commented fantastic stuff Nick an hour and a half of wit making bliss uh 3615 gave me a good laugh as well. <laughs> yeah, there was some guy on a crotch rocket and he uh really tore into the throttle there at the uh, intersection. I thought it'd be fitting to put in a little snippet from um an older gentleman on the Isle of Man being interviewed about the the famous uh TT race. It's like the most dangerous motorcycle racing in the world they're just ripped through these the hills of, of ireland going through all the little streets and downtowns it's a huge street race of motorcycles is what it is and um yeah it's just a little inside joke i guess i'm glad you found that funny squiddy uh <laughs> stacy commented on that squiddy and said stacy i thought it was a glitch with my computer as I lived in the Isle of Man for seven years and instantly knew what it was from just that second. <laughs> That's awesome. I renowned it several times to see that it's really in the video. <laughs> oh, man. That's so awesome. That's somebody who lived on the Isle of Man. That's just the... That's something I love so much, and I'm, I'm so grateful and thankful that I have all you guys who who are subscribers uh, you know, w with the number of subscribers that there are right now, all of you, and thank you so much for your support, you can't help but, but run into to certain people like you, Stacy, who lived on the Isle of Man, who completely is, knows full well about the TT, you know? And then, it, I, I just love it. It's, it's great. That's, that's why I do this stuff. I, I love the community. I, I love... I love teaching and I love instances like these. It's just little things that make me smile and go, this is fun, you know. Uh, Sydney commented on the building a matched set video. Just so you guys know, this guy's a pro. Making your first whip is rough. Making a, making a matched pair. I made four or five whips also. Learning how to crack the same time I was buying 100 feet. Uh, long story short, I damaged my right elbow due to over, <coughs> excuse me, due to overuse. It's been about six months now, uh, of light cracking, light work and no whip making. It is hell on the hands and the muscles used are the same ones for digging and cracking. I think I might start one soon, but likely take my time. I'm sorry you're injured, Sydney. That's rough, man. When you do something you love and you have to stop because of an injury, it's a really frustrating thing. And I hope you heal up soon. And I really appreciate it. That's very, very kind words. And that really means a lot to me. Uh, Half Gap says, nice. Thank you. There's a comment from my friend Ken Chapman. Great job. Of course, how did you get the antique look? Or is it just 
the lighting in the picture. Yeah, Ken, um, some parachute cord does that after you wax it. Sometimes I don't want it to do it. It does. It's like, oh, great. I hope my customer is okay with a rustic look that wasn't, you know, uh, intended really. Um, yeah, just some, some dye in parachute cord, unfortunately, doesn't accept wax that well. And, um, yeah, that, that's what's going on there. Uh, here's a comment from Don on the original video. Six foot. That was really cool. You're a great teacher and easy on the eyes. Well, thank you. Uh, sending some love from Boca Raton, Florida. Thank you, Don. Too bad they didn't sell gutted paracord without any strings inside. Haha, <laughs> this is an awesome. This is awesome, man. Great job. That's from Maddie on the original video. Um, I guess they do, Maddie. I never really looked into it, though. Like I said, I, I figured if they're selling pre-gutted paracord, my color choices are going to be limited, and it's probably going to be more expensive because somebody had to pull that out, and somebody is not doing that for free. So, yeah. Mr. Bedrush commented on the six-foot original tutorial. Can I substitute a fiberglass rod? Or does the steel rod play a role in weight and balance that much? Not really, Mr. Bedrush. I've used fiberglass rods before. If you live in the Midwest or somewhere where it snows, you may see those fiberglass rods. They're a little over a quarter of an inch in diameter, actually checked. Um, but those, um, they, they put them in alongside driveways and on the edge of, of properties. So the snow plows, especially so the snow plows don't tear up your yard. And they're, they're actually reflector rods, basically. And I have used them in, in, for whip handles. And they're actually really nice. Uh, I'm going to be building shortly my custom bullwhip that I'm going to be using in the competitions in Los Angeles. And I think I'm actually going to use a fiberglass handle for that whip because I want it to be nice and fast. Ah, I just hit myself in the ear with a pen. Um, <laughs> I want it to be a very quick whip, especially for the quick draw. So yeah, you, fiberglass as a handle is, is definitely something that you got to try. You might love it. Now, here's a warning for you. If you're going to use fiberglass, if you have a long piece of the rod and you're cutting off a small section for your handle, for the love of God, before you cut that rod, wrap it with electrical tape and then cut in the middle of the tape. Otherwise, you are going to fill your hands with a bunch of microscopic shards of fiberglass and it's going to make your hands burn and itch for a week solid. It's hell. You get, I'm telling you right now, don't, don't let that happen because it's really hard to get that stuff out of your hands. So... Yeah, don't let that scare you, though. Just wherever you're going to cut, wrap it a couple times with, with uh, electrical tape and then cut it in the middle of the tape, and that'll hold all of those little tiny microscopic needles that could potentially come out. It's going to hold them uh, against the rod, and they're not going to come out, so you'll be fine. But yeah, definitely try it. I like fiberglass as a handle. It's light, very light. Uh, Matthew, uh, commented on my micro pocket whip video where I'm putting out candles with a little whip. Not one of my favorite videos I've made, but there it is. Uh, this is so romantic candlelight bull whip. <laughs> I like that sense of humor. A good sarcastic sense of humor is good. Uh, Dustin gone. 
uh, comment on the diamond plating uh, video. It's kind of an older video. Hey Nick, sorry, but I have tried and tried to do this overlay and I have failed every time. I can't get it to match on the other side. Can you please help me? I don't know what I'm doing wrong. I've watched your video, but I'm not sure what I'm doing wrong. Thank you. Yeah, Dustin, uh, that happens sometimes. You know, you just, something just doesn't turn out. And it could be a few things. I would ask, what's the diameter um, of your second belly? Once your second belly's on and you're plating the overlay, what is the diameter of what you're plating over? Because if it's bigger than what you see in my video, you're going to have trouble with, with getting it consistent on the bottom and the top. Uh, so I would, I would look into, look into that. And if you still have trouble with it, personally contact me, whether it's text me, contact me some way. And maybe I can do a Skype call or something, uh, to help you get over this, uh, this dilemma here. Or maybe I'll just make a, an up-to-date video on it because I've definitely learned a lot more through through you know over the course of however many whips have have gone have come have came and went uh, since that video I've learned a lot so my teaching ability might be a little bit more advanced now since I've made more whips so maybe I'll just make a new updated video to help you. Thanks for the comment, Dustin. Let me know. Uh, uh, Nick commented on the snake whip tutorial. I gotta say, dude, your story is a lot like mine. I got into whip making the exact same way. That's cool. And your name's Nick. I like it. My first whip was kind of sloppy, but it cracks like a gun. It really gives me hope for getting better at it. That's cool, man. Thanks for the comment. Uh, comment from App Gaming. This is just a direct comment to the channel itself. Hi, Nick. Thank you so much for your teaching videos. I had two Bushheimer leather whips as a kid. Uh, and now love making whips as a hobby with my three sons. Can you tell me, uh, can you tell all of us a source for that little, for that little nipper that cuts the paracord so well? Uh, keep up the great work. What just happened? What just happened? Okay, just had a weird glitch. My latency. Oh man, something's going weird with my... I'm using Logic Pro X to record this podcast, and it's been kind of a pain lately, so I hope everything is okay. I think it is. Okay, where was I? Oh! Apps or app gaming. Uh, keep up the great work. I hope to venture into leather whip making one day. Warm regards, Steve. Uh, you're very welcome, Steve. Um, I actually have a few Bushheimer leather whips as well. One of them is actually a 1903. You believe that? Isn't that crazy? They last a lifetime, maybe two lifetimes. Um, the little snippers that I had... Man, to be honest with you, Steve, I don't even know where I got it. Um, they're actually getting really dull now. I'm actually going to have to retire them pretty soon. But if you go to a hardware store, you can you can find them fairly easily. Probably a pair that's even better than those. 
So any hardware store or arts and crafts store. Uh, yeah, you can get it there. Thanks for your comment, Steve. Keep on plating, my friend. Uh, here's a comment from Mason. Uh, Nick, are you able to make a video on a tapered twist to finish off whips? Been wondering how to do that. Thanks. It's a comment on the Whipcast video I put out. Yeah, Mason. I actually plan on, on doing a video. I think the whip that I'm going to be using in Los Angeles uh, is going to have a tapered twist. So, yes, I'm going to do it. Cardo comments on the original video, six foot. Can this support a man's weight? And we discussed that earlier, and my answer was no, it can't. It will, it will definitely destroy the whip. Richard commented on the micro pocket whip video. I'd like to have one. That's cool. Richard, um, I actually have some, some kangaroo hide laying around, and I'm going to try to make some first-come, first-serve uh, micro whips. I actually already made one. It sold pretty fast. So when I have more time, I'll make more. So keep an eye out on the channel and nickswhipshop.com and the in-stock uh, specials page. Hitman72. Hit... Wait, what? Hitman LT72. Uh, comment on the original six foot video. Great channel, been watching for a long time and making whips thanks to you thanks to your guides. I'm having some issues during the process of dropping a strand. I get a giant void where the, where the um, dropped strand should be laying. I feel like I am plating tightly, but maybe I'm missing something. Any advice? Yeah, um... I think maybe you're you're either dropping the strand too soon or the belly underneath is a little bit bulky and whatever plat number you're in is not sufficient. Even before you're dropping the strand, it's not sufficient to completely conceal the belly underneath. Because if you're plating and you already have some gaps in your strands, and that's not a good time. It's not a good indication of how your dropped strand is going to go because if you've already got spaces, uh, then you can be sure that you're going to have more spaces when you're minus one strand or two strands. So I would, I would just take a look at the, the belly underneath and just make sure that it's not bulky. Uh, if you keep getting this problem, I would say make the strands that you're dropping a little bit longer so next time you can finish out that whatever plat you're in and then by that time you move your way down six inches maybe a foot maybe less by the time you get uh to where you are ready to drop that strand and you ran out the belly underneath will be much thinner and then you can sufficiently cover that belly even with the number of strands that you have after you drop them i hope that makes sense um, if it doesn't, I'm, I'm sorry. Um, send me some, some pictures on Facebook, uh, Nick's Whip Shop on Facebook. The Facebook page is a good way for you guys to give me, if you're having problems, you can send me images and I can diagnose the issue. So, uh, sorry that's happening, uh, Hitman 70, Hitman LT 72, but, um, 
we can try to work that out. Contact me. Zenku41 commented on the original six-foot tutorial and said, where can I get the quarter-inch steel rod? I can't seem to find any here in Mexico City. I looked in Home Depot and a hardware store. I'm sorry, Zenku, that you can't find it. Um, hmm. Got, I've got another option for you, man. Get a screwdriver. I know it sounds kind of wasteful in it, kind of is but take a screwdriver find one with a quarter inch uh the metal part is a quarter inch and you know cut it off and, and there you go i mean if it's that hard to find it that might be your best bet so um unfortunately you know there that might be your only option at this point other than getting ordering something online Uh, Rapala 68. I assume you're a fisherman, my friend. Cheers. Um, how do you stop your whip from getting flattened in the vise? I end up with two sides flat where the vise pinches it. Uh, yeah, that's, that's, that used to be a problem for me. But then I made this really cool little leather protector. I took a, a piece of a, a, like 11 ounce, like uh, basically a little less than a quarter inch cowhide and used that to sandwich the whip in so the vice jaws can't, can't ruin it. And that just protects it. Just, just grab something, even cardboard, something to, to wrap that, that whip in and that, that should protect it. So I hope that helps you. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Kobe's airplane blog commented on you, Rapala68, and said, Hi there, I'm a fellow professional whip maker. If you're getting two flat sides and a handle, get a piece of leather, the length of the, yeah, length of the handle, wrap it around, yep. And, yeah, I love it when you guys help each other in the comments. I appreciate that. Uh, Dick commented on the original video, six foot, and said, please make one for me. How much would that be? Dick, you can head over to nickswhipshop.com and place your order, my friend, and I will have you a whip in four weeks. Uh, another comment from Dick. Uh, amaz uh, amazing. Ah, that whip sound. It's a good sound. It's a powerful sound. Ing Ken Lee commented on the adding a strand video. Thanks and bravo. Would you answer my newbie question? How do you decide to take six, eight, 16 strands to start with? I guess it all depends on the diameter, but I'm not too sure this is the only criteria. Yeah, diameter is, is the number one variable that's going to determine the number of strands. Um, yeah, that, that's, that is the, you, you answer the question correctly. That's it. You got it. Apocalypto, apocalypse zero comment on the whipcast. Dang, I just missed 
I just missed, but you don't have a definite whipcast schedule. No, I absolutely don't. <laughs> I've been gone for like a month. Oh, it's terrible, isn't it? Sorry. Um, hopefully you're listening to this one, episode five. Uh, here's a comment on a seven-foot bullwhip that I made a few years ago in yellow and black. When I It was a, the first whip I made after taking a break, and I was saying, like, oh, I want to make something fancy. So every foot I did a, a checkerboard pattern, diamond plat. And AJ commented and said, it looks like a whip for Bruce Lee. <laughs> I never thought of it that way, but that's... I hope Bruce Lee would enjoy the whip. Maybe I can get him to buy one. Uh, AJ said, also, I'm still in middle school, uh, but kind of want to try making a nylon whip. So would you think that your 2015 vid would work? Definitely would work, AJ. Definitely would work. Um, I would encourage you to maybe try to use artificial sinew um wait 2015 yeah that's my current nylon yeah yeah definitely aj use that video man that's a you can make a pretty solid whip with that method definitely wow middle school i remember being in middle school like it was yesterday man enjoy it my brother i'll be gone before you know it Um, this must have been the first comment from you, AJ. Hi, I like how you made the ways you made your whip videos. I was wondering if you could do one again. Thanks. Yeah, AJ, I'm getting a lot of people wanting me to do a new snake whip video, so I will do so. Check, uh, uh, keep watch for it. Should be out soon. Barbara commented on the original six foot video. Cool. Thanks, Barbara. Have you tried one yet? You should. Another comment from Apocalypse Zero on the adding a strand. Hi, Nick. A new subscriber and hobbyist here. Thank you so much for your subscription, my friend. And I wanted to ask you about sinew because mine will not, for the love of David Bowie, won't bind uh, anywhere, especially on hockey tape. Did I get a bad spool? Also, I wanted to improve my tapering on my second whip. Great first whip, but I can do better. Thanks to you, I saw how it was even remotely possible for a noob to make whips, and, and now I'm a believer. Um, that's interesting. Um, new subscribe. Uh, Let's see. Where did you say that? Mine will not for the love. It won't bind. Do you mean perhaps that it's not sticky? Because if it's not sticky, then maybe you just accidentally bought something different than artificial sinew. Or maybe it's still artificial sinew, but it just hasn't been waxed. And that's why it's not sticking. Um, I would try try another brand. Because that doesn't sound... It sounds like there might be something wrong with that one. Unfortunately, uh, Kavi commented 
um, on my video how to do the volley and said, do you sell whips? And I do sell whips. And you can order one on nixwhipshop.com. Uh, another comment from Squiddy on the transition knot tutorial. R, this is so tricky. I've tried to tie a transition knot about 20 times and I just can't do it. My whip has to be bare. Oh, sorry. My whip has had bare knot foundations on the handle for months now. I'm sorry I'm having trouble with the Squiddy. Um, I can also say that out of all of the, the, the blood and the sweat and the tears, it's not really that bad, of whip making, not tying was always something that got me the most frustrated. And what are you having trouble with specifically? Is it just you, you're, you're trying to tie the knot and you do under one over, over this one and wait, no, I went, there's two going over the same one and that's not right. I, or is the knot just, is it slipping off? Like help me out here and then I can help you, man. So, um, yeah, just, just let me know where you're having trouble. Contact me. Uh, call me. Leave a voicemail or, or something. Text me, and I'd, I'd love to help you out because I know how frustrating it is to not be able to tie a good knot. Um, so, yeah, let me help you. Oh, man, I'm tired. Hmm. Hey, I think we just came full circle. Get an archery serving device for easy wrapping by Matthew. I think that's where we started last time. So that means I really haven't recorded one of these in a month. Good grief, that's terrible. All right, well. Yeah, we did it. Episode number five of Whipcast. It's complete. Oh, I got two brand new ones. Might as well answer these on the air. Robert commented on my snake whip tutorial. I, these actually just came in while, while we were recording. Two brand new ones. Fantastic tutorial. Thanks. You're welcome, Robert. Thank you for your comment. That was 54 minutes ago. I think we've been going for almost two hours. Uh, Justin, nice. Commented nice on my target stand video. Thanks, Justin. Hope you're doing well, my brother. All right, guys. Uh, I'm off to bed. It's 3 in the morning. I got a big day tomorrow. Working on a whip in the morning uh, through the afternoon. And then I'm going to a concert with my bro, Danny, in Chicago. So that'll be fun. I will see you guys in the next one.